Hi, my name is Morgan. I have a new life in Christ, and I'm, in, I'm recovering from people-pleasing, low self-worth, and idolizing man over God. Hello. Matthew 13, 20 through 21 reads, The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. This was me. You see, there was a time that I was on fire for the Lord. I was around 14 years old, surrounded by other teens at church camp, and I made the decision to profess Christ as my Savior and accept his grace for the forgiveness of my sins. I wanted to follow him. I came home from camp and destroyed my Spice Girls CD, vowing never to curse again. But the rocky soil became ever-present in the years to come. It started when my family began to drift away from the church and my mom began suffering from depression. I didn't know it at the time, but I would spend the next 15 years of my life building up a resentment towards my mom for her mental absence, convincing myself that she didn't love me, or at least not enough. As our family drifted from the church, the influences in my life began to change. I was heading into high school and began driving, which opened up the opportunity for my rebellious side to come out. I started sneaking out to parties, getting drunk, trying drugs, you name it. I wanted so desperately to be accepted that I would go along with whatever my friends were doing. I was able to keep this from my parents for a little while, but eventually I ended up on their radar when I had a seizure in the back of my friend's car after a heavy night of partying. I was grounded for months, which was the blessing that I needed at the time. College brought on a lot of the same patterns and a few new ones. Uh, my people-pleasing behavior led me into more sinful situations, which included theft, vandalism, and inappropriate relationships with both men and women. College also brought on an unhealthy obsession with a guy friend who was in a relationship. The toxicity of the friendship eventually led me to ending the friendship and struggling with depression and suicidal thoughts. To cope with the pain and loneliness, I turned to substances, self-harm, masturbation, food, sexual promiscuity, and all of those things led to even lower self-worth. I didn't turn to God because, quite frankly, I didn't know how. After college, I ended up back in church for a few years. Something in me knew that I needed different friends, but my sinful desires prevented me from fully surrendering to God. I continued to pursue unhealthy relationships and became a stumbling block to others who were seeking to follow Christ. My unwillingness to change eventually led me away from the church once more. My desire for a relationship became the idol that kept me from surrendering to God. I chased this idol for over 10 years, but God in his goodness did not give up on me. He knew exactly what I needed, which was to see that his plan is better than mine. God lovingly showed me this through way of my younger sister. I was coming out of another unhealthy relationship when God used my sister to stir my heart towards him. I watched as she, unlike myself, was willing to submit to God in her dating life. She aligned her view of marriage with God's word and sought a man who would do the same. One day when talking with her about my dating struggles, she told me, if you make your partner your God, they will never be enough to fulfill your needs and desires. God is the only one who can do that. God began using these words to change my heart toward him. I was ready to start putting God above men. So I spent the next few months listening to sermons and trying to find a new church home. 
I eventually found a church and got involved in community and serving with the youth ministry. When I decided to start dating, I committed to dating God's way and ended up in a relationship with a man who is committed to Christ and serving as a leader in regeneration. We were committed to being open and honest with one another, sharing about our past and current struggles. During all this sharing, he was given a first row seat to the insecurities and resentments that had followed me, one in particular being the resentments I felt towards my mom. There was a part of me that felt abandoned by my mom during her struggles with depression. And as I shared this with my boyfriend at the time through a few silent tears, he lovingly encouraged me to consider walking through the recovery steps of Regen. To be honest, I don't know if I said yes because I knew I needed it or if I was people-pleasing. But regardless of the reason, God walked me through the doors and he put tears in my eyes. And I knew in that moment I was in the right place. Regen was terrifying at first. Despite growing up with sisters, uh, my life was riddled with failed female friendships. I was bullied and manipulated by girls, yet there I was sitting in a group of women feeling out of place. In a moment of vulnerability during my second week of groundwork, something came over me and I blurted out, I don't have many girlfriends. If you want to be friends, let me know. As the sharing ended, God brought me a new friend, one that he would use to show me his love, what community looks like, and constantly point me back to Christ. As we walked through the steps together, God revealed the idols of my heart and began to show me what it looks like to walk in the light through confession. In step two, God revealed that I struggled to believe that he is interested in my life, which led me to pray, God, please help me overcome these doubts and fears. Please help me to fully experience your goodness and freedom. As we walked through inventory, God revealed my patterns of people-pleasing, idolizing man over God, and my tendency to blame others for my sin. He also showed me how cruel I had been to my mom when she was going through some very tough moments in her life. God helped me faithfully submit to his will in Ephesians 4.23. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. God was teaching me what it looked like to both forgive and make amends and gave me the courage to apologize to my mom and seek forgiveness. God knows what we need when we need it. He knew that I needed Regent to help me understand who he is, who I am to him, and how I live free of my sin by allowing him and others into my struggles. But you might be wondering what happens after Regent. Well, that is up to you and God. In my case, God has thrown a lot my way since my commencement in January of last year. The boyfriend who introduced me to Regent is now my husband, and the friend who I met in Groundwork became my maid of honor and is now my co-leader in Regen as God helps us walk an amazing group of women through the steps. <laughs> my husband and I joined a newly married foundation group and are committed to inviting our community into our struggles. That's right, you heard me say struggles. Uh, while my struggles look differently now, I still have them. My struggle, my struggle with idolizing men has shifted to idolizing my husband, which I need to turn from regularly. The resentments I felt towards my mom have now been lifted, and God has revealed to me how blessed I am to have a mom and a family that love me. God is revealing my selfish desires to be loved my way and is showing me that love comes in many shapes and sizes. God has also used region to help show me what it looks like to repent from these struggles and to turn to him. He reminds me in Ephesians 2.10 who I truly am, 
for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. God also used Regen to help me see that I can't do this alone, reminding me that through confession and prayer, healing are found. If you are new here, or if you're in groundwork waiting to be placed in a group, I want to encourage you to continue in this season. God has you here for a reason, and just like the shirts out front say, change is possible, but it requires us to make a choice. We can choose to do things the way we've always done, or we can allow God into our mess and trust that his way is better than ours. When we do that, change is not only possible, it's inevitable. My name is Morgan, I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from people-pleasing, low self-worth, and idolizing man over God, and to God be all the glory.